Okay, Hoopheads, we have a trade. Yes, sir. And that trade is the Los Angeles Lakers are acquiring D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jarrett Vanderbilt. Obviously, Russell from the T-Wolves, Beasley and Vanderbilt from the Utah Jazz. Utah's getting Russell Westbrook, uh-huh. Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and a first-rounder from the Lakers, which is the 2027 pick, which is one through four protected. Yeah, we need to see what it conveys into still. Minnesota gets Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three second-round picks per Hoop Central, per Wode, per No Dunks, per Your Mom, and per my guy, the Canadian Shaman. Yes, sir. The Canadian Bomber. That's me. The Canadian Bill Simmons, Nico Miatello. Nico, we are here. Yes, yeah, we are. I first I of all, I will just say to be here. I will just say. Yeah. Rob Polinka still has a first round pick. He has a first round pick <laughs> to play with. I'm well, not talking about this year. I'm just saying he did this with one first round pick. Okay. He did, and he protected it. the The thing we need to find out, though, is does he still have that pick to play with? Because if the protections on the twenty seven pick say that if it doesn't convey in twenty seven, it becomes the twenty nine pick, then you can't flip that twenty nine pick for anything really. So I guess what we're hoping for is language that if it doesn't convey it becomes second rounders um which from the reporting that i've seen uh they would have a second rounder still available in 27 even if they were the team trading away all the second round picks because the wolves are getting picks in 24 25 and 26 so that should be available um but goddamn, man, I did not expect Polinka to pull off something like this. This He held his water. He yep. held his water. He did. And in the Lakers therapy pod, I talked about this exact same thing. Get players with multiple years left on the contract mm-hmm. and put something reputable around LeBron and AD. And after last night's game and the Russell Westbrook fiasco during the game yeah. and after the game. Mm-hmm. Because those are two very important points in the in the in the construct of this deal. Yeah. It was very apparent that Russ did not care about this record whatsoever. No. Okay. Now I'll play devil's advocate. Why would Russ care? Right? Mm -hmm. Just the day before, he saw his teammate on the TV talking about, well, it would have been really nice to play with Kyrie, but I'm now refocused on the guys that are here. Yeah. I can see why you might be a little salty. But 
if you don't have respect for LeBron, can't you have respect for the game and also for your fellow UCLA alumni who the record LeBron was passing, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was in attendance. So royalty was in the building. Yeah, basketball history was going down. So I definitely understand some consternation with the way Russ acted. Um, But, man, I'm just too excited about the trade itself. I almost don't want to get into the weeds with that so much. It doesn't really matter anymore. Russ, This is what Lakers fans wanted from from literally since training camp when the deal – was whispered about mm-hmm. that the Indiana Pacers were going to give you Miles Turner and Buddy Hield. So, Russ being gone is a happy day for Los Angeles. So, uh, let's break this down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little spicy. How Definitely. did you feel about what Minnesota has done? Let's start with Minnesota. Uh, I like it for them in a sense that, like, D'Lo clearly wasn't working in the system they were trying to put forward. And we've seen Rudy Gobert and defensive negatives at the guard position before, and it doesn't work. And you can't, like, having a guy like Mike Connolly there to just help build the system out is going to be really helpful. Most importantly, though, in this whole trade, I think has been the step Anthony Edwards has taken over the last month or two, proving that he can have the ball in his hands all the time. And after you see something like that, if you're Minnesota, I think that you need to really move forward from a project that wasn't working. It seemed to be Gerson Rosas, who was so excited about bringing D'Lo in in the first place, too. Mm -hmm. So this almost feels like kind of a transition from Minnesota being a cat team to Minnesota being an Anthony Edwards team, which is really nice to see. I like that Mike Conley is a grown-up. Yeah. I think that helps. I think that helps Anthony Edwards a lot. I don't know if Carl Anthony Towns can be resurrected, but we will see. What's that lineup look like now, though, with Conley? Is Conley even starting? Yeah. He's a starter, right? Yeah, he's starting at the one guard spot. Uh Just more of an off-ball role next to end. All right. They're going to be still playing uh, Jordan McDaniels at the four. uh, For now, Gobert at the five. And uh, they've been doing a lot of different things with like Kyle Anderson, Nas Reed throughout the year um, since the cat injuries happened. So... But once Cat's back, I think we're going to see J-Mo move back to the three, Gobert stay at the five, and Cat move into the four with Conley and uh, Ant out there. So we can say that Utah was kind of a, like a 
like a haven for ancillary parts because Damian Jones did not play. Juan Toscano Anderson hasn't played in a while. It's been Mm -hmm. bits and pieces here and there. And I will say without a shadow of a doubt, I am not going to miss fourth quarter Russell Westbrook minutes at all. No, definitely not. I, I mean, there are just things throughout the game that you just are astonished by. The the pull-up 20-foot jump shot with 18 seconds on the clock, I was yeah. pretty tired of that. So I'm looking forward to this. The one mm-hmm. good thing about D- D'Lo is that quick and roll, pretty good, right? Definitely, so, yeah. Makes Anthony Davis a little bit more threatening. Now you have another bigger ball handler mm-hmm. as well. I mean, you could have a lineup for the Lakers where it's what? Uh, he's never going to quit Patrick Beverly until he's off the scene. No. Darn no. He's never going to quit him. Oh, no. And all his boys are on this team now. Like, he got down with D'Lo, he got down with Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. This is basically last year's Minnesota team just moved into L.A. to play with LeBron and A.D., and I'm totally here for it. I love this team. I loved that team last year. So I I think this is going to be great. So you told me that the vibes are better in Los Angeles. Oh, much better, much better. Oh uh, yeah, Westbrook was not a vibes show. guy. Just so, no. just so we know, he was not a vibes guy at all. So, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Well, the one thing that we're definitely getting uh, here, and that you're seeing that the Lakers did address, is the shooting. Yeah. Malik Beasley is a absolute uh, volume three point shooter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he shoots what uh, percentage wise uh, career is somewhere 36, 37 percent, somewhere I, in there. I think he I think it might even be higher than that. He's been an incredibly good shooter. And I hear a lot of <clears throat> people get referred to as volume shooters, but no one's a volume shooter in the way that Malik Beasley is. Yes, the guy sir. just gets them up. Like nobody's business. You you let him on the floor for like twelve minutes a game. He's going to get four three pointers up in that time. These are the he, Troy Brown Jr. minutes that are getting eaten up by Malik Beasley at this point mm-hmm. because he was such a timid shooter. Every time yeah. he was out there, he was so reluctant. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody who has no conscience whatsoever, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Malik Beasley's career 38% shooter, and that includes his first two years, which he was under 34%. So he's been an absolute flamethrower. He's one of the best shooters in the game. I He fills a pretty similar role to the Buddy Heald that you were getting in the original package um, that was going to happen before Russell Westbrook, before that Russell Westbrook trade ended up going down. Um, I think having Malik Beasley as kind of the tertiary guy in this deal is an absolute home run for Los Angeles. 
we haven't even talked about Jared Vanderbilt. And I think that's the exact guy you guys needed in the front court. That is the dude. He is an incredible defender, very hard worker, good rebounder. And he's unafraid to take the three-point shot. It doesn't go in very much, but it's the exact like type of guy you're going to want on this team. Can I see a lineup that does not include three guys under 6'5"? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would like, say almost all the, every like lineup. Like all the time? Can I, can all, I please yeah. see that? Almost every lineup, I think, will contain something like that. Your best lineups, anyways, are going to probably want to have Vando, AD, and LeBron all on the court. So there you go. Who's the closing group? now for the Lakers. Okay, you got Austin Reeves, right? I'm just naming players now, not yeah. putting them in any order. Yeah. But you got Austin Reeves to choose from, you got Pat Bev to choose from, you got D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley to choose from. Yeah, I think it's almost situational. Like if you need if you need to score, you're gonna have Malik Beasley. If you need to stop someone, you're gonna have Patrick Beverly. I think in most situations you're gonna have D'Angelo Russell for like reputation alone. He's the ice in my veins guy, the guy who like tends to like the ball in his hands at the end of the game and hit big shots. And whenever he does hit those big shots, it always seems to like energize the entire team around him and gets other people to buy into it. So I I think D'Lo, AD, and LeBron are probably your fixtures with the other two spots being more flexible in that closing lineup. Okay, so now is Rory Hachimura in the starting lineup or is Vanderbilt in the starting lineup? I think Vanderbilt. You have to have a. Is that enough shooting? Is is the because the the thing about it is who's the other starter with D'Lo? Because you would need a, a you would you would think it'd be Bev, right? Because D'Lo's not the greatest defender, mm-hmm. but Bev got a lot out of him. Yeah. So you would think it would. Be, is that enough shooting to have Vanderbilt start at the four? It's it's going to be hard and situational in uh, a lot of playoff units, but I think that's your best group. And you're going to have so much more shooting now from the guard positions that you than you used to have. So relying on a guy like LeBron to be your third threat as a shooter versus like your first or second threat, which he is right now, I think will probably improve his percentages as well. So I think maybe it's enough shooting. I, the one thing I'm worried about is this trade happened so late in the season, we might not have enough time to work out all the kinks that I think this Lakers team is going to run into, but it's, I would say like my instinct is it's enough shooting. I question the complete fit because Malik Beasley would be your flamethrower off the bench. You have Lonnie Walker yeah, as well. You also have Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. 
And you also have Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, I think he's... We have a glut of guards still. Yep. So now my question. Is there another trade? I think there has to be on some level. I think the need for a true backup five, like someone to play that role you wanted Damian Jones or Thomas Bryant to really fill into, I think would be the last spot. I personally wouldn't be in favor of moving that uh, 29 pick to do something like that. But if hypothetically you can get something like the Deadman trade that got done a couple days ago, done for a, a more typical backup five, I would say that would be the goal I'd have. Maybe JaVale McGee? Mm, no, I don't want to help Dallas. That's No, I don't want to do that. No. Well, you could be the third team in the deal or whatever. Is there is there a poo-poo platter package that I can send to Orlando and free Terrence Ross? No, I think the Terrence Ross package is going to have to be somewhat significant. I think you're looking at a little more than the Rui package for Terrence Ross, but like around that level. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's going to be some unhappy guys on the roster. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this. We are still in fear of a three-guard lineup with Darvin Ham because Pat Bev and Dennis Schroeder are on the team. Yeah. He loves them. He loves that three-guard lineup. Yeah, and, and you'll probably off see of it. <laughs> you're still going to see three-guard lineups for sure, but I think being in a spot where maybe that three-guard lineup can be when LeBron rests and the front court is Anthony Davis and Jared Vanderbilt and you still have Patrick Beverly out on the floor, like that's a good enough defensive unit that you can get some stuff done. I think there's, there's some... Th- things you could experiment with on this Lakers team that are really exciting. Just like they added three rotation players and took away negative rotation assets. So it's a completely different team today. We don't normally see a complete overhaul like this midseason. This is LeBron. This is LeBron and his best. This is what he did in Cleveland when he flipped that roster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, like, the, it's almost more extreme than that, even. Like, he's never, like, been on a team that's moved even this, like, financial amount of money in the middle of a season. I And I think there's still probably one move left, and there's also still probably a buyout guy to come. So this rotation, like... But they had to. Basically, Anthony Davis and LeBron uh, and maybe Austin Reeves are going to be the only guys who were on the team at the beginning of the year still in the rotation. Pat Bev, too, maybe, but. Unless there's a Pat Bev, clear up the glut trade. Yeah, that's possible, too. Yeah, Lonnie Walker, I think, is a loser in this deal. Absolutely. Ooh. 
D'Angelo Russell oh. is a huge upgrade from Russell Westbrook in not just the sense of, first of all, he can start. Mm-hmm. This dude is going to be able to knock down some threes. And I don't know how many times LeBron James got into the lane, kicked it out to somebody in the corner, and it just get clanked off the rim. And I'm just, I'm so excited to see Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell manning the uh, the corners. Yeah, yeah. D'Angelo isn't the best shooter. Uh, he he's definitely a better shooter by reputation than by performance. But he's a lot better than what you've had at the position. So it's going to completely open up the floor. That's what I'm talking about. It had to be better than what we had. Yeah, yeah. Had to be better than Russ. Mm -hmm. You know. And now now if you do keep Pat Bev, which I am not a proponent of, I'll just just say it now. Not because I don't like Pat Bev. I just, the glut of guards. Um, yeah, send him to Houston. <laughs> what are you going to give us back? Uh, I don't know. But yeah. No, no. He, exactly. We're not going to send him to Houston unless you're send giving him us somewhere else. Back. He gets bought up, bought out. Then he I mean, you got you got guys that are just sitting yeah. there. I mean, you got KJ Martin just sitting there chilling. Oh, no, he's not just sitting there. Just there's chilling. No, there's I no mean, world you know. KJ Martin's coming off this team. We well, love him. Okay. That that was not your that was not your song earlier in the year, my friend. No, no, no. But he is like he's played considerably better and we I I've always wanted something decent for him. More than Papev, that much is for sure. Okay. <laughs> Can we just give kudos to Rob Polinka right now? It might not be very yeah. it might not be very uh popular in where I live, which is in Los Angeles, California. But yeah. to sit there and see Kyrie come off the board. And now we also have to give kudos to LeBron James. Uh-huh. He said something that ended up being nothing. So there was not pressure put on the Lakers. Because I'm going to tell you that if you don't think that Danny Ainge didn't try to squeeze the second round, the second first round pick out of Kalinka, that's probably what the last, that's why Twitter went down. The protections, the protections were probably what they were fighting over. Twitter went down because of this trade. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, we we got a, another little piece of news around this uh, well, we got. around one of the characters, Chris Haynes report. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like Russell Westbrook might not be leaving Los Angeles, might no, be going to the other team. Oh, it can be the agent of chaos for us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. He might, uh, if he, he's staying in the building, he might stab someone. <laughs> We're going to have to see. <laughs> he, he did not enjoy his time in, with the Lakers that much, for sure. Uh, he was singing all kinds of hymns and <laughs> yeah. get him through. 
Yeah, that's okay. I mean, you kind of figured, well, there was never going to be a way that Utah was going to keep them. No, 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 no. I I still have a team that I, I was excited to talk about as a potential landing spot because uh, the marriage did not go so well in Houston between Russell Westbrook and James Harden, but they're still very good friends. And at the end, they didn't really break up on bad terms. He's also the kind of dude I think that Joel Embiid would probably relate to. So I thought that Philadelphia would be a good spot for him and like culture culturally. And I still, I'm still thinking that they like Maury always errs on the side of getting more stars. So I think Russ would be a guy he'd be willing to roll the dice with again. I'll uh, like the shots he took with Steve Francis at the end of his career or Ty Lawson. It would be spicy if he ended up with the Clippers and somehow that was some sort of play-in or first-round deal. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be fun. There would be pure hatred on the floor everywhere. It would just be Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can we talk about that uh, Danny Ainge has 15 unprotected or lightly protected first round yeah. through 2029? Yeah, I've seen that too. That is that is a lot of picks. He's sitting quite pretty right now. He's, he's, he's also- still, he still got to chase down our guy in OKC. Still got to chase him down. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know because he, Sam Presti, sure put together the picks, but Danny Ainge put together the picks and then put a playoff caliber team on the court at the same time. That wasn't something Sam quite pulled off. I guess year one kind of, but uh, he, he had to acquire a whole lot more after that. Oh, and now Chris Haynes has reported another team in the Russell Westbrook side. Uh, Go ahead. Race the Chicago Bulls. Yes, sir. Ooh, ah, yes, I, I'm sir. not sure. I team mid range, and then not even mid. Though they can't even space it out quite that far. It's like team ten feet and in. That's right. Let's I go. DeMar, DeMar can shoot the mid-range. But Let's go. Russ, man. Oh. We're just have L.A. boys running Chicago. <laughs> Lon- yeah, Lonzo coming back off the injury. Zach, DeRozan, Westbrook. <sighs> you know that's a that's an insurance policy for Lonzo because he's not coming back this year. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm not getting a hundred percent convinced we're gonna see him again. I hope we do, but uh, it's not looking good so far. A speedy recovery to our guy Lonzo, yeah, who absolutely. plays beautiful basketball. He does. <laughs> if he was healthy, perfect Golden State Warrior, a la mm-hmm. Sean Livingston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that role, he'd be yeah. ideal. You can't do much inside the arc like his brother, but uh, uh, on the perimeter and in the fast break, he's great. 
Exactly. And so and he plays good defense and he would be a perfect warrior. So man, I'm thrilled. I mean the main parts of this trade is that Kalinka were able was able to do this without giving up the two first rounders. Yeah. Like you said, he in a sense built a rotation. He got a rotation back for one pick. For yep. one pick. Or two, depending on how it works with the second rounder. The yeah. Second rounder. Well, well, yeah, but the second rounders are make believe. So. All right, yeah, you can buy them, right? Uh, so the team has not just aesthetically, but foundationally changed. Yeah. Where do you see? Where do you see D'Angelo Russell in this lineup? How can he? Because this is kind of a dress rehearsal for him, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's playing, hoping to get the long-term deal in LA. I think. Again, um, I I think he he just has to play his role as far as this is concerned, be the secondary ball handler on some nights with LeBron. He'll have to be the primary. He's capable of that. He is a problem defensively. That being said, he was less of a problem defensively with the Minnesota team last year until it got to the playoffs. But Talk about what they did with him that was effective last year, if you could. They, they uh, for the most part, they kind of put him in the middle of the floor and had him directing traffic and just pointing different things out, yelling at people to run the different roles, kind of in a way similar to a guy like Draymond Green, actually. He was doing a lot of that stuff as well as kind of like playing the passing lanes and doing a decent job off ball, being able to just kind of wreak havoc on the other team. But... And as soon as we got into the playoffs, the teams kind of had that figured out and would just isolate on him, and then that doesn't go so well. Once you get him one-on-one, he can't really defend men on. Well, so, the good thing about what he has now is mm-hmm. that he has two windshield wipers behind him in he Davis does. and Vanderbilt. So mm-hmm. that does help that a little bit. And actually, it might make him a little more aggressive in the steals department just because he knows he has two guys like that behind him. Yeah. Well, he he did have Vanderbilt behind him previously, and that was kind of what made that defense work a little better. He's kind of the perfect switchable four. And once again, you're going to be looking at something like this. So... Like that'll be that'll it'll be nice to have AD at the five versus Carl Anthony Towns, of course, but that'll be familiar to him at the least. So I, I think this is about as good as the Lakers could have done here. I'd be very happy uh, if I was Lakers fan. I'm absolutely, as somebody who follows the Lakers, I am thrilled. I'm thrilled that the Russell Westbrook, um, whatever you want to call it, science project that didn't work out. I'm I'm glad I don't we don't get to see it anymore. And I hope for him that he did learn some things as a six man and he can continue his career because I think 
if he took some of the effort off of offense and, and applied it to defense, because mm-hmm. he's still pretty athletic. Yeah, yeah. He's not a that's been the Russ story forever. Though. I know, and but I'm just saying you think he won't do it. He's but not gonna change. We did see something this year though. No, this guy sure. went from the starter to the bench role, which but that was up like until, fucking teeth. Like it was until, almost impossible to get him to do that. And now you want him to up until I, yesterday, it was cool until he knew he was in trade conversations, which is amazing to me that he didn't realize that, bro, you've been in trade conversations since last year. Like, how did you not know that as soon as they could get off of you, they were yeah. going to get off of you? Yeah, I don't so know. I don't understand he, the he was very sold on himself as sixth man of the year. I guess it's amazing. Now, yeah. with this being said, and I know that the Clippers were in on D'Angelo Russell, uh, Conley, they were in on. Mm-hmm. There's now That's the report from Haynes that Russ. Russ. Does that help them? I mean, does that does that help that team i i don't think so i can't imagine what he does for them that john wall doesn't do already like they're basic they're very similar players and john wall i would say is a little more functional that being said it does seem like he's a little upset in his current role i i would be hoping to look elsewhere if i was them and hoping to get uh a better player, ideally. Right. Where do you look now? And I mean, obviously, I think the other piece to fall, the domino that everybody was waiting on was Van Vliet. So now Mm -hmm. is Van Vliet basically walking to crypto.com? Or is he is he a viable piece somewhere else that I'm not thinking of? Uh, Well, uh, I kind of think they're sitting in the driver's seat right now in as far as Van Vliet is concerned. But they're also kind of left at the dance floor with only one dance partner. So Toronto can kind of hold the same thing over them that they're trying to hold. season is on. Yeah. It's, it, it's a weird position because they're both kind of looking at each other like you're the only way we can get this done. So I think we could see a move, but I think the compensation is going to get a little weird, I, especially because it's between two of arguably the best front offices in the league. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Now... I don't want to get too far in the weeds because uh, in two days we have a or no to tomorrow. What am I yeah. lost all track of time? Yes, sir. Tomorrow, 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 sir, is the draft deadline. Twitter spacious extravaganza by FRPC. Yes, I'm so excited for it. What time is that jumping off? Do you know? Huh? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's going to be early. Like I'm gonna, uh, I, I'm thinking even earlier. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be around pretty early in the morning. So I will let you know when I'm ready to go, and we'll uh, start rolling. And you can get all that information on Nico's Twitter, which is at Nico 
FRPC. Yes, sir. And I will quote tweet that bad boy. And my Twitter is front runner PC. Are there any lasting thoughts or final thoughts you have about this trade that you would like to tell any one of the fan bases in this deal? Uh, I, I don't know. I feel, kind of feel like everyone did pretty well in this deal. I think the Lakers did especially well, but I think everyone did okay here. And this should hopefully work out for all the teams involved. Phenomenal job by Rob Polinka and the crew in El Segundo. Danny Ainge got that first round pick that he was definitely going to get. Yeah. He was going to get his pound of flesh. He did. And the Conley piece to me is just a more steadier hand and also somebody who has played with Rudy Gobert in the playoffs. So if there's anyone who knows him so well, it would be Mm -hmm. Mike Conley. So, it's I hate to be like, oh, who won, who lost, you know, and all this doesn't matter or whatever, but it really does look like a win-win-win. Yeah. It, just, uh, it looks good for everybody. Yeah, I, I'm really liking this trade right now as far as all the teams are concerned. Obviously, it could turn around hypothetically if – depending on the Lakers pick. Like if the Lakers pick ends up really good or ends up not conveying at all, then that's going to switch the way it looks. But we're not going to know any of that for another four years. So it's kind of pointless to argue over. So somebody in ninth grade right now just chilling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Realistically, that pick could even get traded a bunch more times before it comes back around. So we'll never, we'll never be able Absolutely. to really judge that. Yeah. I just find it to be very refreshing to sit in Los Angeles, Nico, and say that the Lakers pulled off a deal that was really good for them. And it and nationally will play as, they probably won the trade nationally. Yeah, yeah, I so, agree. It's been a while since the Lakers can say that. Because mm-hmm. that's true. The Anthony Davis trade. The only thing they could say is well, it got us the championship. Yeah, you, it, you know, no, that's that's you won that part of the trade, but that's right. a win-win too. But like, as you get it, you you won the trade if you win the championship. But a lot of people, a lot of people have short-term memories, and yeah, they're, well, they, they're talking about they the first rounders they lost. And, sand because winning I'm a championship you. is a is a trade. Same thing with the Matthew Stafford trade; it's can, always a win. Can I just offer up this one last thing? Okay, yeah. So, Linka gets the job mm-hmm. with Magic. He has a he's the uh, agent of Kobe. RRP, our guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Sir. Um, Magic leaves because there's some dissension in the front office. Mm-hmm. He he takes over. They do the Anthony Davis deal. A lot of picks are given up. They win the championship anyway. They yeah. built 
bunch of role players around him. KCP was something they had get, grabbed like the year before LeBron got there. So it was of things to come, or a couple years before LeBron got there, of things to come. Yeah. The thing that I'm sitting here going like, a lot of people were in on when they got Dennis Schroeder and they got Montreal Harrell. Montreal Harrell. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that he did tear away from a championship team. All I'm saying is, is that I don't think he is a, as terrible a GM as we have made him out to be. No, I think there are some yeah, moves that you can be very critical of. We can talk about mm-hmm. his his refusal to leave a little money with the uh, the tax layer the tax pair mid uh, mid level to sell uh to sign second round picks yeah or longer term deals. I mean mm-hmm. I think that's something that we can all agree upon because Austin Reeves down the right down the that's road is about yeah, to that's gonna be a problem. Yeah. So Alex Caruso. <laughs> and here we go again. So yeah. my my thing is is that this trade is uh I'm very I'm very happy for him. I'm very happy that it it because it was getting ugly here. It was very ugly, and there are rumors that if if it doesn't go well, bro, my man might be looking for another job, even though he signed the extension. I'm just letting you know how how dire it got. Yeah, I believe it. I I agree with you definitely on the fact that he gets way too much hate as one of the league's worst general managers like uh our guy momo and i sat down about a week ago and ranked the 30 general managers just as a thought exercise and he came out somewhere a day was between like 16 and 22 somewhere in that range and we both felt comfortable with that ranking. He's been definitely really good at times and poor at other times throughout his uh, tenure. But I think what you can say most of what he's done is overall positive. And the Russell Westbrook move itself, which is clearly the biggest negative, mm-hmm. uh, you could say that about a lot of GMs, but... Uh, that move was very much influenced by outside sources. So, like, you can take some part of that culpability off his plate for the way it went down. So I I think Palenka is definitely a guy who deserves more respect than hopefully this uh, championship-level trade and the championship he's earned will get him that respect he deserves. The one thing that I want Polinka to understand is this, is that we expect greatness here in Los Angeles. Yes, we are spoiled, but you spoiled us. So you feed the beast here in Los Angeles. The other thing is get away from this star chasing deal. You got to have two. I do believe that, you know, there's a foundational deal. Have two role players high-level role players around, and then let's see what the fringe pieces are that we need. But this was a good building block step 
to whatever the next generation of the Lakers are. And this will probably yeah. be a lot more of an enjoyable watch for Laker fans as well, because you're going to see some competency on the court. Uh, maybe not right away because obviously they got to gel together and know the, know the rhythm of the, yeah. uh, the pieces that have come in. But, uh, you know, hopefully within a couple of weeks, they'll have that locked in and uh, go forward. And even into next year, this might not be a, just a move for this year. This just might just be a move for next year, and then we'll figure out what the D'Angelo Russell contract looks like down the road. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, Nico, I want to thank you for joining me in this momentous day here in Los yes. Angeles. Big day. Because we got Russell Westbrook out of the Laker locker room. Yeah, we don't know yeah. if he's, At least one of them. We don't know if he's clearly out of Los Angeles. But we do know that he is no longer a Laker. Again, that deal is the Lakers will receive D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley from the Utah Jazz, and Jared Vanderbilt from the Utah Jazz. Utah will receive Russell Westbrook's contract, basically. (laughs) Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a first-round pick, which is the 2027 pick. It is the nearest pick, and it is protected one through four, as we know as of right now. Yeah. And Minnesota gets Mike Conley to pair up with Rudy Gobert, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three second-round picks to go along for their efforts in this trade. Yeah. And we are looking forward to an exciting trade deadline special Twitter spaces extravaganza tomorrow. Nico. Yeah. yeah the audience is going to get more of us than they can handle for sure. So Mo bounce to the ounce, baby. Mo bounce to the ounce. Yes, sir. All right. So with that being said, we're going to sign off. Hopefully there is not a need for another emergency pod. I hope not. But we will see. And uh, Hookheads, NBA nerds, you guys have a great night and uh, continue to continue to press the trade machine button. Mm -hmm. Fake trades are real. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if you believe them to be. Yeah, I need to I need to get back to this Rockets game here. We were maybe gonna beat the Kings. Oh my god, I can't hear this anymore. I'm gonna have to cut that out at the end. Thanks. <laughs> we're not gonna cut it out. We're just gonna put it up as it is, guys. I'm not even doing this. It's a good night to be a Laker fan. Laker Nations rejoice. We got three guys. Twenty-four points in the first half for Jalen Green. 